So let's move on to the the update for season two. We also mm-hmm. have a roadmap up to season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not season looked at, uh, two is we got the amount of time that season two is going mm-hmm. for, which is what everyone's going to be talking about for the next week and a half for sure, easily. Yeah, for next, so, uh, year. or for the next six months. Yeah, for uh, the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, season two. Season two is going to start May third, like they like they told us it will, uh, and it's going to run until November seventh. Uh, the reason for this that they've cited are are things <laughs> are things like uh, uh, you know the the team needing a little bit more time to work on things, but the time is coming as a side effect of them having a what they're calling their priority zero, right? Which is that the team needs a proper work life balance. We don't want three four three crunching on this game any more than the employees that work on this mm-hmm. game or want to crunch on it. We want them to have a healthy, sustainable balance between, you know, providing us amazing content and all of that cool stuff. I think, I, you know, without without having my my own feet in the studio at all times or anything like that or ever, uh, I, this feels like it is a bit of a side effect of many, many, many people that worked on Halo Infinite's core game, both the yeah. campaign and the multiplayer were contractors. Uh, and Microsoft is absolutely going on a hiring spree right now for 343, for Halo. Uh, I guarantee you that part of this deal with certain affinity means that CA is hiring more people to work on Halo Infinite content. So yeah, so season two is going to run a little long, uh, you know, and they did specifically call out that it is an extended season. So they are acknowledging like, hey, six months isn't, isn't what we want seasons to be. But to make up for they, it, they are giving us a good amount of content. And one thing we weren't were uh, didn't know about before, which is the September target of the Forge open beta. So you got um, roughly four months of like all this. Then in August, um, campaign co-op online is uh, targeted. So yeah, there. It's not great, but it is. There's some balance to it. I, I, I get being upset. It's yeah, it's long. It's nice to know. Yes, that's the best thing. Like yeah. having this now, we know what their targets are. Calling them targets, not calling them flat dates. Um, like well, yeah, and there, that's, that was cool too for for Joe Staten when he tweeted it out to say, and it's in the blog post. You know, this is absolutely a living document, just as much as the game is a living game. Uh, this is totally all of it is subject to change. They do specifically like like Jesse was saying, like call things targets. Uh, the Forge open beta in September, which is cool. Hey, Forge in season two, we made it happen, guys. Uh, campaign co-op, like Jesse said, and then also campaign mission replay. That honestly has me more excited than almost anything else on here. Mm-hmm. I think the narrative events sound interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to yeah. see exactly what that is. I'm going to open that up to what you guys think about it also. But to me, it screams Spartan Up style, like campaign mini missions on maybe even BTB maps. Yeah, you and I, I think. Go ahead. I say you and I, uh, Forbear, were are super excited about PVE content, um, and so when I saw that, that was those, you know, I my my eyes lit up um, because uh, you know they clearly set the stage of that's something that they want to do with with your multiplayer Spartan, right? There was always this this idea that um, that's going to be your character to take forward into whatever form that takes into the the PVE multiplayer aspect. We've seen the the you know, they built trailers for um, the multiplayer Spartans. Um, now we're actually getting the promise of narrative, you know, narrative events. Right. Um, what form that takes, that's what's really interesting to me. You know, is it, are there going to be smaller bite-sized events? Are they going to be more like the Spartan Ops for, you know, the complaints that they may have had at the time, whether, you know, whether you're talking about the fact that so many of them were copy-paste, all that kind of jazz, they were rather large in terms mm-hmm. of uh, the, 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 you know what you were actually doing you weren't just fighting in a singular arena like you were with firefights um so i'm hoping that they do something more along those lines but um i always felt like spartan ups was a huge a huge missed opportunity and obviously looking back on it now is way ahead of its time yeah. like spartan ops was a very very much so like a live service game kind of model for doing storytelling oh, yeah. um great advancements in the world of halo unfortunately not stuff that 343 ended up sticking with due to like fan reception but a cool way to advance the story past the campaign uh and then and then you know being able to use things like multiplayer maps as you know like every other or every third 
iteration of Spartan Ops was multiplayer maps, which totally worked because they would also reuse campaign assets in new missions and new levels exactly. and provide like all of this cool new content. The biggest, the biggest disappointment about this is a lot of the same disappointment that I feel about like Destiny seasonal content, which is these are timed narrative events. Mm. That screams to me that this stuff will be around for the two weeks that it's offered and then goes away. Yeah. So, so Forbear, I, I did want to call something out before we kind of get into like all the details because I think you you brought up a good point. I mean, it's it's the elephant in the room, right? Uh, or the brute in the room, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, the fact that uh, it's you know, um, you know, the fact that you know it is six months. Uh, I you know I was actually taking a shower when they they announced that I came here and all of a sudden, you know, I'm checking the Discord and I'm seeing like, you know, people are ready to close down 343 again. Yeah, this <laughs> dropped like 20 minutes before we went live. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and I'm looking at Twitter and stuff like that. I, I do want to say something because I, you know, and it's just one call out and then we'll move on. I, you know, and, and we've already talked about the, you know, COVID stuff and the development stuff and all that, but it's more just even going a step beyond that, just a little bit of perspective on it. I, I feel a lot of times if you go, hey guys, it's going to be fine you kind of sound like a you know uh, i don't know a uh, shill or fanboy or whatever it is and and, and 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 you know that maybe a part of that is there but what but even as somebody who's a halo fanboy or somebody that's really you know uh you know that that uh you know likes halo probably as much as anything um I mean, I look at the roadmap and I see a lot of promise and I see that they're hiring a lot of people. I see they got three, they announced certain affinity uh, is making a big mode. We know the support's going to be there. So it's like, yeah, it's slower, right? And and it's slower because of, well, we don't know the specifics, but obviously I'm sure getting what they got out in at the end of last year probably took a lot of what they had. And, uh, and they're also don't know how to do live servers yet. They're learning, right? And it's just, it, it, it is what it is. And uh, I get people you know, not being happy with the cadence, but at the same time, I think it's okay to still be optimistic. Um, and so like, I just want to say that before we kind of move forward, because I still look at this and I'm look, looking at the stuff that's coming and I'm still like really excited. pretty, pretty jazzed about what's there. Yeah, there's I mean, a I'm lot of uh, modes too, which aren't listed here. Like, there's a lot of modes yeah. coming during yeah. season yeah. two. They 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 listed like like freaking ten or something. It's there's, there's I think lot. I think yeah I think it was like ten or twelve different modes that they listed and you know gave us that and more kind of statement at the end of yeah. that. Like there's yeah, and, so much coming. And I don't think there's anything shillish if that's a word uh, for um, for being objective, right? Like. Yeah, of course. We all wish there was there was more content. Why more maps, right? At right. The we end all, of the day. Yeah. exactly. Like yeah, we right. all wish like certain things were different, but you know, like you said, there's COVID. There's also the fact that I mean, Microsoft in general is starting to deepen the relationship in whatever way that means with you know Double Eleven with with certain. Oh, they pinky like, promised like this. Yeah, <laughs> with, with you know, so with seventy six with with uh, the initiatives, um, perfect dark, like they they're doing this across the board. So it's clear that they're they're starting to understand because of you know the 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 size of and scope of games and all the kind of jazz that they need more help that temporary contractors don't always fulfill. But beyond that, I mean, you know, we always talk about the foundation of Halo Infinite being very good, right? Yep. Look at all the games that did not have a great foundation that came back later and you know rainbow six siege that is one of the most played pvp games out there and it had a horrible first year actually horrible first 18 months fallout 76 which i absolutely adore horrible first two years well first eight yeah first 18 months again so like the fact that this one has a strong foundation and we're going to be building in addition to that i think um, that that's for me at least why I'm still so optimistic and why I still don't I don't share that same toxic negativity, um, you know. And that, you guys have heard my spiel about COVID and how much that's affected everybody as well. You know, a thousand times. Well, so and, you, and, and you bring up good that. points. Like there's there's learning stuff there too, right? They needed more people. Right. They need more permanent people or long term people. Yep. Uh, so so we yeah. So like at the end of the day, but but despite all that there's a lot to be excited about and i, I kind of want to move forward with that but also just kind of acknowledge like i said the brute in the room by the way i got an eyelash i'm not crying um <laughs> i don't know what season two should have been shorter <laughs> like, no um um so yeah forebear I, you did a really good job with the drop pod I, I got a chance to listen to it right before uh, thank you, you know, 
you know, a couple hours ago, and I thought you and Sol did a really good job kind of highlighting some of the things that are coming in season two. So why don't we go ahead and start there? Because there is some really cool things. Um, you you go ahead and take over. And, yeah. You know, uh, sit back. <laughs> as, as, I, as I kind of roll into this, I do want to just to, to uh, add on to what Daniel was saying. As someone, as someone who like is is like genuinely an apologist for Bungie and Destiny, um, uh, I I think that if Destiny can have the year one that Destiny one had, and then yeah. Bungie like come out and produce the content that they wanted to produce with that game, uh, and and like fully ass turn that game around not once but twice with its sequel, I think that Halo Infinite with the amazing foundation that it has in this ten year promise. Uh, I think it definitely has the potential to to do do what almost any live service game that manages to succeed does, which is think they have it all figured out because of everyone else that messed it up first. Release. <laughs> they don't have it figured out, and that's okay because this thing is something that takes time. And, every and they just... Right. Like, there's so much there. There's so much feedback that needs to be implemented. There's so much. Uh, there's so much time that has to be dedicated to addressing feedback and, and implementing features, and you know, having like bringing new people in that think of things differently than the people that they've had. Support studios. I mean, it's like Microsoft looked at the Activision situation uh, during the acquisition stage and was like, "Oh, support studios. Well, hell yeah, let's do that." Um, and, and, you know, like Daniel said, we're starting to see a whole bunch of that. I think Halo Infinite may be a year from now, right? But will absolutely balloon up again, just like just like any other live service game has. Yep. Yep. Now, season two, some pretty <laughs> cool shit in there, guys. Um, really, like, really and truly, Sol and I, if you haven't checked it out already, Sol and I did a short 15-minute kind of conversation as to some of the stuff that we're going to start seeing in season two as far as modes go. Uh, we are going to kind of open that up a little bit and talk about it. Uh, season two is bringing a bunch of fan favorite stuff back with some new twists in it, specifically King of the Hill. Uh, King of the Hill is going to work. Huh? Nothing. Keep going. Okay. King of the Hill is going to work a little bit differently. Instead of uh, a hill that teleports frustratingly whenever the hell it decides to, um, you know, it did have like predictable timers and blah, blah, blah. Uh, now the hill will stay stationary until a uh, control meter is filled. So instead of you earning points for every second that you're in the hill, you are making progress towards capping a hill for a point. Once the team heat hits heats hits the uh, the <laughs> the point total to win the match, then they win the match. That's awesome. They're even setting it up in in, in ways that are predictable for things like ranked, where every hill will be completely predictable on each of the maps. They will consistently spawn in consistent locations every game. And then quick play, the first hill on that map will always spawn in the same equidistance place. And then every hill after that is going to be random. It's going to add that that kind of chaotic fun that King of the Hill uh, is known for and take out some of the, some of the frustrations of having a, a completely tied game, two points away from winning. You step in the hill, you get a point, and then it goes away. So... Super dope uh, as far as that stuff goes. Is there any, you know, is there anyone here on the panel that has any strong feelings about changes to King of the Hill? No, the two things I'm most excited about, I'm waiting for you to get to. But uh, yeah, same. <laughs> I, I, I know we, I do have friends, you know, friends of my friends list have been waiting for King of the Hill. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think there's, you know, as we kind of move through this content, there's some things that are, bigger than i was expecting when they announced this a few weeks ago but i'll let you keep going for it yeah I, i'll i'll speed through I, I should have spent through king of the hill it's not all that exciting but yeah uh, land, it land is Grab is a really cool <laughs> new version of king of the hill with three capture zones i told soul yesterday on drop pod that i think that halo is about to have a better version of control and destiny than destiny has with land grab where there's three control points when one gets captured, it deletes itself off the map. You get a point. Once all three have been captured, then three new ones spawn. I, I think like that's that. a super cool idea for a game mode. Right. It sounds simple, but it, but it just it, it allows because you know we have all played. You know when you're when you're uh, right now when you're capturing zones, it's like the other team gets a lead and it's like okay, it's kind of hopeless now, right? Like this does give it was you, my I think it was my problem with strongholds where like once once a team kind of had control over two, it it virtually felt impossible unless you had like a full team with you to catch back up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this this does allow I think uh 
let, let you reset strategies, you know, find a different way, you know, yeah, just it, it keeps allowing you uh, wiping that slate clean and, and yeah. uh, coming back in there gives you another chance. It's like a rematch. Right. And so I, yeah, that, that's going to be fun to see how that, that kind of plays out. Well, and like the way, the way the, the final points work in this mode also, like if, if one team is one point away from winning, then they'll spawn two zones. Right. And that gives the enemy team a chance to usurp their lead and totally take over control of the game. Uh, a really cool thing in halo is always the combat is more so, built so that if you're the better player and someone gets the drop on you, you can win that fight. And this totally supports that style of play. Mm -hmm. uh, if both teams are only a point away from winning, then they only spawn one zone and it's chaotic hell to, to try to capture it. What a cool idea. Like a game right. mode that reacts to what players are doing blah, blows my mind. <laughs> um, and then just to, just to jump right over it real quick, because I know that it's the one thing everyone wants to talk about. Uh, we're also getting some cool, uh, some cool modes that they promised and playlists that they promised. Rumble Pit, uh, which is you know just eight player free for all with some rotating modes in there. Uh, some some action sh uh, action sorry sack style modes like Vampire, uh, Ball. Uh, Vampire Ball, which is definitely the weirdest out of the group. That's awesome. uh, with an oddball that is a one hit kill that uh, that you know, bleeds shields from players and gives you more health and even will turn into an overshield if you're already at full shields. That's super dope. Uh, rocket repulsors, which is just rocket launchers and repulsors. Hell yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, and then, of course, Ninja Slayer, which we've all been wanting in an official capacity. Just energy swords and unlimited grapple shot. Have a ball. That sounds insane. I can't wait for that. Um, hey, so, so let's stop. Let's stop. Oh, go, go, ahead. go ahead. Did you see anything about... Um teleporting shotguns or anything because I, I didn't <laughs> so they, they took none of your feedback thank god <laughs> so 343 is winning just for that <laughs> but you know i think that's a good place to stop real quick because um you know i this is this is one of the things that i think is a little bit underrated with the potential even amongst halo fans because you know going back i mean obviously halo's had equipment before but i feel like right like, the, what they have, like the sandbox right now, I had to use the word at least once the show. Um, the sandbox right now, I, I, it is, it has got more potential than it's ever had. More, more variables, right? And I think when you start getting into these crazy modes, like, like that's something I was thinking of, like even for a custom game, you know, just throwing together rockets and repulsors. I have yet to send one back to somebody. So you know, just having that opportunity uh, get to good, play eh? around with it. Yeah, I need to get good with that. But that's that's a chance to get good with that stuff and. Uh, you know, just spider manning around the arena and, you know, you know, trying to <laughs> hit me with a sword like like that stuff like that. That is unique. And that is that is just unique to only to Halo. I don't really think anybody else can can replicate that, including the previous Halo games. And uh, and, I, and I think right now it's that's one of those things that's kind of flying under the radar. But I feel like you get a party together. You just I mean, heck, even just doing custom games with some of the stuff is going to be. Uh, make some fun nights with friends, you know. So, a hundred percent. Yeah, I actually sent my first rocket back yesterday. Nice. And hey, I, I congratulations! I, I always forget that I have the repulsor. Like, right. yeah, know, like yeah. When I have a grapple shot, I, for some reason the icon is just so, super easy for me to see, and I just I, never remember. It. And I was like, holy shit, I have it! And I was playing Fiesta. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna use it for once. And boom! <laughs> it worked. Return. return to center. My biggest problem with the repulsor is I can't I can't help but think of it as primarily a super jump yeah, tool. Exactly. Like it's all I use it for. Is yeah, just I use like, it to oh. push people off the like almost oh, every course. time I have it, like that's that's for some reason that's that's what I associate it with. Mm. So but like I, I, I've been playing people the last couple of weeks that are super smart with like even grenade bounce backs with the repulsor. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly satisfying and frustrating at the same time to like like beeline somebody with a plasma grenade and just before it touches them, then to send it right back at yeah. me. Like, you know, go fuck yourself, brother. Like that's cool. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's like the repulsor is probably one of the most underrated things in this that you're right. Like when people really know how to use it, um, it, it it's the most, probably the most versatile equipment that's ever been in the halo, right? Like you, you the jumps and sending back grenades and, uh, all the you know, setting back bodies over the edge and everything else, and, and like to your point though, using it with a jump with the rockets that wouldn't be bad either. You know, getting way up in the air and you know throwing a rocket down on them. You know, you'll definitely get you definitely have the high ground. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah, I on top of like to to wrap this up before we get to like the cool big thing is uh, like I said earlier, they are going to be bringing in more social hoppers uh, on a rotation, much like the MCC has every week. They kind of filter out like a new mode, uh, be it Escalation Slayer or whatever. Huh? That's a that's a uh, foreshadow. Um, but like social skirmish, some more slow social slayer modes, team snipers, team doubles, which everyone has been begging for since the game released. Right. Just kind of this promise. I know I, I've been complaining about it for a few weeks at this point, but just more casual modes to, mm. to kind of engage people who don't want to hop into even sometimes like quick play can get super sweaty. Yep. Uh, just something to like play and relax and have fun in similarly to maybe hopefully eventually a cool PvE horror mode. But yep. My dudes, what would you do if I told you there was a, 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 a something that I saw on Twitter yesterday, which I did mention in the drop pod? So uh, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but somebody called this a baby royale. Love that so much. Last Spartan Standing is a brand new uh, game mode that they are bringing to Halo Infinite. Very much so borrows from Attrition last season, uh, which was an elimination-based game mode Instead of it being team-based, however, it is 12 players in a free-for-all match on BTB maps. Uh, each player has a five-live allotment, and every time you score points by getting kills or assists or just generally playing the game, you build up to kind of like the Halo 4 Ordnance Meter, where you're given the opportunity to level up and change your loadout. Mm -hmm. uh, this sounds incredibly interesting the my favorite part about the loadout thing so far is that it is an option you don't have to level up when you hit that on like escalation slayer and the mcc but this is the first thing that's coming to halo infinite that has battle royale implications uh and i kind of want to open it up definitely to everybody hearing uh and kind of gauge how, how how they're feeling about last part and standing like wh whether you're interested in it or or if you think this is dumb Kind of, kind of gauge what you guys think about it as well. Who wants to start? Uh, Daniel, let's start with you, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's it's funny. You and I have also, and I mean, Ursula never heard the word hopper before um, recently. I I recently. said it recently to, months, to okay. my youngest brother, <laughs> and he was like, "What do you mean hopper?" And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So we we've long said that you know one of the best ways to ensure long-term growth and sustainability is to ensure that we've got, a, you know, a bevy of, of hoppers. And um, we, I totally understood why they didn't at launch, you know, is it about uh, load balancing and all that kind of jazz. Um, but it's nice to see that they're doing more of that, especially with experimentation, because I feel like this mode, you know, baby, baby Royale is kind of, I guess the, the perfect way to describe it because it, it is that, that first step to really kind of gauge, um, you know, how people kind of take this mode in, um, in the Halo universe. Um, and I, I do like, you know, I've always liked MCC pretty much love. I, I feel like that's one of the most perfect packages of any games um, out there, but Escalation Slayer was always fun, but such a pain in the ass because you would be, you know, in the middle of like three kills and you're about to kill some dude th for that, th with that third shot and your gun swaps automatically and you're dead. Right. So, yeah. so having that uh, that that um, kind of control over your own progression, um, it sounds like a perfect blend of that little you know battle royaleness with with some slay with some escalation slayer, um, and I, I think depending on how like I, I don't know if they're doing custom versions of the maps that they're going to be um, that are already out there and coming in with season two or what, but. Um, you know, there's there's definitely some really cool things that they should be able to do with it. Um, I think going forward, it'll be interesting to see how they do a full scale ba battle royale. Because, like you said, and like everybody's, you know, whether we like it or not, I think that's the inevitability, right? Is that we're going to get some form totally. of full battle royale. And I think, you know, instead of being resistant to it like I have been for two years, I think at this point, kind of, kind of like I was saying with that that point about having more social hoppers having more um, fluidity and, and giving players more options, just like forge players are going to come in and they're going to do their forge stuff. You know, you've got your, your halo ass halo fans, like, like all of us here, but then by, by bringing in a full battle Royale or even something like this to start out and see what that response is, you start to bring in new players. And, it's, and so I think it's, 
it's smart. Um, I, I still kind of like, you know, with, with the, the narrative events and this, I still hope that they start finding a way to um, make some of these quote unquote seasonal events permanent in some level, whether it means that you don't, you just don't get those unlocks that you may get. Right. Mm. But, but I think that's one of the things that people still have, you know, uh, some, some, you know, apprehension around. I mean, I know I do with, with um, some of the stuff with Tenrai. Like I forced myself to play that a lot just because when it came out or when it was first announced, there was only going to be three events and then mm. started out obviously. Yeah. Um, but, but, and I understand the, the mechanics and the psychology around it, but at the same time, like if you're going to spend the time to build specific modes and a specific map configurations around that, it, it makes sense to have it available you know, all throughout. So, so well, they, they did uh, mention, yeah, yeah that uh, like, for example, in this blog post themselves, they said people like attrition. So we're bringing it in as a permanent mode mm -hmm. uh, from day one. It's being added to a uh, quick life, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, but and I'm... then, and then all of the, the modes that are associated with events. I, I know Daniel, I think that you're being more specific about like the, the unlocks that you can achieve mm. with the, like the season itself. It'd be nice if, or sorry, the event itself would just stick around for the season. Yeah, and uh, the rather than and the fact that they yeah, talk like about it was super frustrating that like I fell off of the game super hard, like very end of January, uh, and didn't play for months. Mm -hmm. I recently came back and was super disappointed when I realized, oh, I just missed, I just, I just missed the tactical Slayer event, so mm -hmm. I can't get Mark Five Zeta, I can't yeah. get the Scorpion Puncher uh, uh, coding, like right. that's that's super lame. For a season that's six months long, I know that it wasn't, you know, initially set up to be six months long. The same reason we got six weeks of Tenrai, right. but there's no reason why, especially on seasons that are extended like this, you can't essentially run an event every other week. Yep. Uh, it feels it feels like a, a missed opportunity. If the psychology behind limited events is player engagement, what better way to keep players engaged than to roll out more and more events? between big content releases yep now yeah. jesse what what about you was there anything or i'm sorry daniel unless unless you had something else no jesse jesse's been quiet let's get him jesse how are you feeling about last part and standing man i'll probably never play it <laughs> so I, and it's not a, i don't want to it's um there's too many fucking games coming out man yeah. Totally, dude. I just, I'm so I'm finishing up Rogue Legacy 2. I've got Loot River waiting. I'm in the middle of friggin' Ayudan Chronicles. There's like four more next month. So it's like, I'm excited, but I'm fine with them spreading things out. Totally. Because Jesus Christ, if you go over what's coming on Game Pass, let it just next month in a little bit of June, and you just try and keep up with this shit, I can't. I can't yeah. do it. I cannot keep up with everything. 100%. So I people are losing that. their minds that they're not cramming it all into three months. And I'm like, you know what? If you're on the actual ecosystem and you like playing a bunch of games, yeah, holy yeah. Christ, is it impossible to keep up with everything the way it is right now? So yeah. I'm fine if they need to take a little more time to, and they've said it repeatedly, and I hope it is the truth, and I'll take them at their word until Jason Schreier Jr. gives us a scoop in 10 years that it's not. Um, that they're doing this priority zero. This is how we can do this healthily because every other live service game is not healthy they're all crunch factories for the most part well and you, you get terrible stories about them yeah i mean mm -hmm. people are leaving places like riot um you know there's what 20 departures just this week so mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm with you yeah, so i'm i'm with it i'm like into the the modes they look really fun and i will try to play them especially if we can maybe get a community editor two together yeah. um Definitely be well, and that's, that that's definitely the goal with with some community stuff going on with all of the new content coming to the game. Um, Jesse, I know I know that maybe Last Spartan Standing isn't your cup of tea, but since Daniel and I at least have talked about it a lot, are you? Do you think that you'll dip in to check out the narrative uh, stuff for? Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely play it. I'll probably stream it and stuff. Um, I'm I'm very interested. Um, the big thing for me, of course, will end up being co-op campaign in August. Totally. Um, hopefully, that's kind of a dead time normally is release wise <laughs> yeah. this year you never freaking know it could be Redfall time um i know what i'm not going to give a shit about and that's season three starting five days before starfield hits <laughs> well you know what at that point i might be done with starfield yeah take that everyone else <laughs> um so yeah i'm 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 happy with this timing because there is 
And I think a lot of people are just ignoring or don't care that there is so much planned for season two. So that if they do stretch it out and they wait and in like the, in four months, the big thing or in three months, the big thing is you get campaign co-op and you get some other stuff. And then in right. September is the forge open beta starting. And I imagine that runs straight through like there, there's good pacing in this unfortunately stretched out thing. So I get being annoyed that it's twice as long again. Um, but I think this time there's way more to it than there was in season one. So it should turn out better yeah i i agree man yeah i feel like i feel like kind of like mid-july really is going to be when halo infinite's uh, live service kicks off in an interesting way you know that'll be around the time that we get the second narrative event for season two and then basically from there we get campaign co-op replay missions forge beta and then as that stuff starts to wind down we roll into season three um so I'm sorry I cut you off there, man. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say when we when I first read through the season two blog, right? They mentioned all these social modes, um, just Slayer Vampire Ball, but they also mentioned more. And now it kind of makes sense to me why there's even more than team doubles and this and that, because the season's elongated. Assuming they can keep releasing modes like these, social modes, the player base is still gonna drop five months from now, but it shouldn't be nearly as bad as it was uh, for the first season, I think. Well, we'll see. A lot of that's going to depend on Forge, too. I think that's still yeah. the, the that is still the X factor in a lot of this. But, um, yeah. you know, yeah, Abe, I was, I was going to come over to you now and see how, how you're feeling about everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I've never been a BR guy. I've, uh, I've I think I mentioned this in previous shows, but I've given them all like a few minutes and, and literally I think not 2000 hours, but 2000 seconds. <laughs> no, yeah, I, 2000 seconds. Like, I think I, I did kill somebody with the frying pan and PUBG once. Uh, that was my claim to fame in all the battle royals combined. Um, so, but here's the thing about this. This is actually, so to, to, to more directly answer your question, uh, I think this could be a major contributor to my 2000 hours in Halo Infinite, you know, eventually eclipsing maybe even what I had in Halo 5. <laughs> so, um, 2001 hours. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you the thing that that's interesting about this. Number one, um, you know, we've seen a lot of the pushback with Battle Royale and, you know, for good reason. It usually doesn't seem like I think a lot of times people think of the pacing not fitting. This does have a Halo pacing and I think it's warming them up to the the Battle Royale while doing that. So the fact that they're encouraging you to go out there and get kills uh, is it's not a hide and seek game, really. Right. And I think that is a huge differentiator in this. Um, and you still will end up with. This and the one thing that we haven't had in a Halo game is that you get down to the final moments, the circle closes in, it's you and somebody else, you know, mano y mano with whatever you got, right? And I think that could lead to some really interesting moments, especially from a streaming standpoint, because even though it doesn't have yeah. the ebb and flows that I think streamers want with a with a typical BR, and I think that's why they want that, so they can you know have the downtime and go hide in the grass and talk to their their people watching while they're doing that stuff. But, uh, and here you're not going to get that, but you are, I think, going to get those dynamic moments in the, um, in some of the diversity that you would expect in a battle royale towards the end. But you were going to say something there. I was sorry. Greg. Yeah, no, it's, I, I definitely think that, uh, I, I know, I know we've been going for a little while here, uh, approaching two hours, but uh, I, I think, I think it's worth talking about how this, could essentially be a feature list that are like things things that we're looking to maybe in, uh, uh, embed into certain affinities mm -hmm. supposed battle royale mode, right? Like the five lives thing, I think is a very interesting take yeah. on on battle royale, if that's what we can call this. Uh, I think I think again that Halo does lend itself well, and I'm not particularly fond of BRs. Like I, I hope that that's not uh, being misconstrued, but. The, the idea in a battle royale that you could be a top 10 player in the world in like Call of Duty Warzone and someone who's never played the game before just happens to see you before they before you see them and they can win a, a BR match like that's that's a, a you know a, a feature of a game like that whereas like I said earlier in Halo the better player wins basically regardless uh, when it comes to whether or not you got the drop on somebody, like none of that really matters outside of like power weapons and things like that, of course. But like, if it comes just down to like two dudes and they're both wielding BRs or commandos or whatever, like the better player is going to win that fight. And I think that that makes for a very interesting 
like even like you said, Abe, like stream game potential. Like mm-hmm. I am the number one Halo Battle Royale player because I'm just fucking good at the game. Right. Uh, I think that that has a ton of potential, way more potential than even something like Fortnite or Warzone has. Um, but I'd, I'd love to to hit soul real quick. I know you and I talked about this a good bit, yeah, a good bit yesterday. Uh, how, how are you feeling about last part and standing? Yeah. So after a few more hours and hearing you guys, I didn't even consider the streaming aspect, which is makes a lot of sense. Cause I mentioned the last time. Blows my mind. You're a Gen Z. Yeah. I'm, I'm a millennial, but, uh, um, <laughs> I'm not a Gen Z. All right. <laughs> I'll take this one. But um, if there's anything wrong with Gen Z, come on. Yeah, of course. That's consumers. Um, <laughs> That's so defensive. <laughs> what was going to say? The fact that there's lives means you're 100% correct for a bear, where you can legitimately claim, like, hey, I'm one of the top players of this game mode, and a lucky shot from a mile away isn't going to lead to me having a, a, a gamer rage moment because, hey, it's cool. I'm so glad I haven't died yet. I'm back taking this person out you know things like that it leads to a lot of like emerging gameplay it leads to it being i use this phrase on the, on, on the podcast not the podcast the, the drop pod yesterday where basically it's like 343's mantra of balanced wherever they can right mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't like and i have had conversations with people who are upfront about like it shouldn't be balanced and i disagree completely it's a, it's a multiplayer game i want it to be as balanced as it can be right i know that leads it to being more sweaty but i just want to play it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, you and I need to talk about Destiny PvP one of these days. Because here's the thing, brother. I agree with you. I 100%. But anyway. I don't know of any and Destiny have, 2 player that wouldn't agree. And I have over 2,000 hours in Destiny. <laughs> Still feels good to play, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course yeah. it does. <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, basically, it's if this is the angle CA is going to take in their VR, I am pretty excited. For it, to play mm-hmm. a game mode that I have also never really played. And this is a, a testing ground too, right? Like I think yeah. that a lot of this yeah. stuff is, uh, oh, we can look data. at it. Yeah, we can look at it as like a sandbox for the, <laughs> the bigger thing. For the sandbox. Uh, <laughs> it was going to come up later anyway. It's a matrix. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like just, um, but and you guys, I think just kind of hit it all up, but it, it the, the gist of it is that it does, it, it still feels like a halo mode, but by the way, I mean, it, it is interesting how, how much, uh, that the community is resistant to change when you think about it. Like we just went through all these modes and nothing is like the others mm-hmm. <laughs> between, you know, right. rocket repulsors and, and, uh, you know, ninja mode. Well, that's the cool thing about it. halo. It's like like it can literally whatever. be whatever you want it to be. Uh, even 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 with like this is gonna probably eventually get a little confusing on our end but like the drop pods that they're going to be dropping every month with the the you know monthly quality of life stuff and they list off like to us quality of life means not only improving bugs but also implementing requested features and playlists and this and that we're we're going to be getting like their target of course is one a month that's Mm -hmm. awesome especially once forge becomes a thing like could you imagine a monthly a monthly thing even when seasons are three months a monthly like playlist refresh where like hey there's 10 new maps in this playlist like here's a playlist that's only forge maps go test them out tell us what you think maybe we'll keep them maybe we'll trash them Good um, transition by the way but yeah keep going. yeah like with with <laughs> Stuff coming later later this season now, now that we're, you know, uh, a week and a half away from season two, which feels crazy to say, given when it launched, it was, you know, basically six months out. Uh, it's weird that it's been six months, but yeah. the Forge open beta is coming in uh, late September per the roadmap, which again is subject to change. But the coolest thing about this Forge open beta is that instead of doing flights like they said that they wanted to do originally... They feel confident with just rolling it out, full stop, open beta. Here's the deal. We'll update this with our drop pods every month if it needs to be updated. And this will just roll on through and be full Forge. We are not going to take this away from you. That's amazing. That means we could be getting Forge maps in rotation in the live game as, as early as you know October. Mm-hmm. That's that's mind blowing to to think before Forge is like officially out that we'd be seeing cool Forge creations that you know John's gonna go build another fucking Sea of Thieves clone in Halo, um, you know all of all of that fun stuff. 
and that is the X factor, right? And that's the, again, we don't know exactly what Forge is going to be like in its beta phase. I think that's kind of yeah. a catch-all. It's kind of, you know, they did They out. did call out that they were hoping to, you know, put out the core features and then implement as they can and as time goes on. Right. Um, but like you said, we just don't know exactly what those core features are. Does that it, include it, the scripting? Does that include the, like, programming? Because, right. yeah, that could give them an out. But even, even just, yeah, just... Again, we've not had a Halo Forge, just a basic Halo Forge with all the stuff that's in 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 this sandbox. Uh, you know, all the equipment and things like that. So, um, yeah, I don't have any other. Like, give me a thesaurus next time. Sorry, I didn't realize I was going to say that. No, 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 no. It was funny that you whispered <laughs> it, like like you were trying to say a bad word in front of your mom. Um, <laughs> like she's being such an ass. Uh, but but yeah, I I love like. I, I'm curious. I hate. I hate to to do like the. Let me toss it to the next guy now. But <laughs> I, I'd love to know kind of whoever wants to talk about it, what they hope to see out of like early Forge. I know obviously it'll come with season three. They gave us a, a very brief little preview as to what to expect from season three. There's a shitload of stuff there. But what are you hoping that we can see out of Forge before it's officially released? Anyone? I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. <laughs> You want me to? Um, uh, I mean, a basic Warzone firefight oh. or basic firefight oh. mode. Give me fire. Yeah, fight. totally. Yeah. Well, with the scripting, right? That's I think that's what you would need for that. Well, and let's yeah. hope that that is part of its core feature set. Right. Yeah. I want to see John make another uh, another uh, pirate ship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think John wants to see John make another pirate ship. <laughs> I think he already made pirate ship. <laughs> I want to see something that's pretty close to release um build in terms of their tools and memory budget because you know we always at least i do i always forget that this still has to support xbox one you know so how much of that is still going to be limited to the constraints of that hardware um mm. i hope we get i hope we get as close to final in terms of that aspect during during the beta like if the scripting's not there sure that's fine but but as long as we know generally what that memory budget is going to be, what tools are going to be implemented, like shader modifications, all that kind of jazz. As long as that's there, um, you know, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to come away happy. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Forge person anymore, but I used to spend a lot of time back in the the Halo Reach, Halo 4 days. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. There, there's, a, there's a lot of community night potential in this. Like, oh, yeah. just... If anybody's done that, I mean, right now it's really limited with custom games, but I, you know, I'm imagining somebody building some cloud city with unlimited grapples and you're just like all spider Manning and stuff like that. You know, like there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of crazy potential that, you know, we're talking about the action sack stuff. It just, you start mixing that in there with a lot of different maps. Uh, and that is really the thing that is probably the, 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 uh, the most difficult thing for, or the biggest complaint, I think, for people with the the content. I mean, there's a lot of modes coming out here soon, right? It's it's really more about the maps right now, and I think just filling in some of those gaps is going to be huge if as long as you can do it, right? So as long as they can make it where you know you can throw some maps in a playlist or make it so that you people can find you, and I don't know what the limitations there are. So that's the that's the reason why I can't speak like super glowingly yet about that potential coming to fruition but if we all can you know if if, if there's custom browsers if if they're if by that time which they i don't know if they touched on that uh if there's uh if, if we can implement this fully in a in custom modes um if they do put a you know playlist of things out there right off the bat off the beta this is this could have a significant impact uh but again there's a lot of ifs uh, you know, it's part of the equation right now. <laughs> well, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see something that CA is working on be something like a custom games browser. Yeah. Uh, I fully anticipate something that would make me happy, not that this is, you know, this is purely hypothetical, would be that certain affinity works on the multiplayer portion of the game moving forward. Uh, new modes, new maps, whatever. CA has proven themselves time and time again. I totally yep. trust them to do whatever they want to do. Uh, and then 343... <laughs> Uh, and then three four three just works on like campaign DLC uh, story expansion like that kind of stuff. I, I think that wouldn't really and, work though because three four three has an entire team dedicated towards multiplayer. No, of course. Like I, like, that's what I'm saying is like in you know my I, my dream scenario. That's that's what we acquire CA have them work directly with three four three for the rest of their existence. <laughs> I, was gonna, 
jokingly acquire CA, but really not because they they've been integral to Halo for yeah. how many freaking years yeah. now? I mean, since Halo Two, like yeah. yeah, exactly. So like have acquire them, but but I think kind of like expanding, but being a little bit more specific onto your point, Forbear, is that you get them to do the BR style, just like just like how we have what High Moon or what or Raven, I'm sorry, working on Warzone for for Call of Duty, you know keep 343 still on the multiplayer side but take some of that that weight off of 343's shoulders for for the BR mode or whatever was it Tanaka uh, was the, the Tatanko I think was the code name for it whatever it actually turns out to be like let them handle that exclusively you know um, and and take off and then help you know I'm sure they'll help build challenges and, and, and content around that too but that, I think that would immensely help take off um some of the weight from for three four three shoulders once they get their cadence down agreed yeah 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 i mean that's a studio that's growing a lot too so we'll have yep. to see what happens there yep. um you know what wh- one thing that i didn't mention with the it with the ifs uh when it when it comes down to when this comes out in september the forge uh, i mean there, there's also the possibility they just drop a bunch of you know, uh, they could drop maps right then too. That's I'd be point. I'd be very surprised if Forge releases even the open beta beta sorry version of Forge releases, and there aren't at least a couple of like right. developer created maps. I think that those serve a really great purpose, especially in Halo Five. And I think a lot of people that were interested in Forge and, maybe and maybe the um the leak community has found I think it's ten different biomes you can do in forward yes several of them are reused halo 5 maps um so we'll we'll see ultimately like what that number looks like but yeah definitely it'd be it'd be dope if we got halo 5's canvases back too Uh, data mined standard maps as well Uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i could have sworn we we've seen that several weeks yeah they've got a bunch of maps in the works that are in various levels of being finished and being untextured and stuff so yeah yeah you know i didn't even think of that in, in the sense where forge is releasing late august right in open beta or mm-hmm. no september september, september they said september. Yeah. so september is basically a month after we all when we all thought season two would release if it was sorry season three if it was its own three month time frame if forge releases with numerous forge maps and whatnot that's in its sense almost like it's not a whole season but it is a pretty big content injection yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like they Absolutely. might be relying on that to keep the uh, the ball rolling for the season. Well, that's what I was saying in the the friggin' Xbox or Discord that <laughs> it's a still a very long season, but it's way better timed. Like yes. there's more to drop yeah. during it because three months in, so we get a big hit at the beginning. We've got events going on, and then three months in, we get co-op and um, replaying missions and stuff. Yeah. And then a month later, we get Forge and whatever that ends up being. So like, and there's all these different modes. Like there's like been like 10 of them or so and they've talked about a bunch like they have a lot more coming it's still too long but it's not going to be anywhere near as barren as season one is yeah for sure and that was the that was one of the biggest issues i mean one of the reasons people were frustrated was just it it wasn't just that it was six months is that we didn't get anything there wasn't much to the six months it was just like six months and and you're just going to wait um so yeah yeah i think there's actually live service to the there's actually service to the live service this season. So. Makes you wonder if if the primary reason, and, and I still do think it, it might be a little naive, but I, I still do think the primary reason behind the six months is priority zero. Makes you wonder just how bad, so how badly overworked are some of these other BRs? You know, that oh, we kind of touched on, I, don't, I can't remember if you were in the, the conversation at the time, but there have been a lot of uh, mass departures from some of these other studios that, that tend to get overlooked, but they don't have articles written about them, so you probably won't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> uh, So should we move on? To, we are now <laughs> we're over two hours. Should we move on? To, yeah, we got questions. Let's hit up the community. Yeah. All right. Go on community questions. Um, you can go on forum.xboxera.com. Find the You Had Me at Halo uh, podcast OT. And drop in a question if you got them for us. We normally get to all of them, except for when we forget they exist. Sorry, Mort. Um, so question number one from Podrick Payne. You had me at hello, guys. Guys? Guys? Did anyone else start to get giddy with excitement the second Cortana said, slip space rupture detected? I mean, like, younger, less beaten down and jaded version of yourself level of giddy. 
I had been enjoying the episode, but couldn't help but be thinking, oh man, this show is going to be catching some hell for getting more than halfway through the season and still not having another big action, action sequence since episode one. And then I heard Jen Taylor deliver that familiar phrase, and it was on like Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, Fettuccine, Linguine, Martini, Bikini, Slap Chop. He didn't say yeah, Slap Chop. Yeah, I think we covered that. Show good. Yeah, it was real good. I liked it. And yes, it was very good. And now let me load up the next thing. Yes. Question two from uh, somebody who's never dropped in a question before. New guy, Mort. <laughs> Greetings, guys and cats. What a great episode, right? The best one so far, in my opinion, even if it was a bit short and wasted too much of that precious time on Quan the Entitled. Bunch of questions this time. Question one, when and how do you think we will see Cortana side with Master, Master Chief over Halsey, or do you th think she will remain in the somewhat machiny state? No, I think, so, yeah, it's actually really cool that he asked this, because this is something I feel like we didn't talk enough about when we were talking I about did. the episode. But, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, I let me say. You were sleeping with your eyes open at the time. I feel like yeah. we, needed, we needed a scene with when Katana activates the thing, right? There has to be. That conflict has to be there. The And oh, she immediately told him she did it too. She didn't hide it. Exactly, exactly. Which I imagine He's, Halsey wanted her to probably hide it. The people who want the relationship between Katana and Chief how as it is in the games, well, the show needs to build up to that, yep. right? And this is step one of it building up there. And I do think that by the end of the season or maybe the middle of the next, we'll reach the point where her as a chip gets removed from his head and gets put into his suit, is what I think. Basically, I think, I think that just... I, I think it's going to come down to how Keys responds because Chief will inevitably have that conversation with Keys, with Captain Keys. And, you know, yeah. I need you to actually tell me the truth. Like, am I imagining these things? Is Halsey like being an asshole about this? Uh, I think we're going to start to see that kind of come to a head in the next episode. If, if you saw the preview for it, like basically the Halo 4 inter interrogation scene is going to be in this episode. Um, very, very interesting stuff there. As far as. Chief and Cortana siding with each other more. I think as Cortana learns more about the Spartan program, like I think it was either Daniel or Jesse said earlier, as Cortana learns more about the program itself, I think that she will definitely start to side more with Chief than Halsey. Yeah, over time. I, I would be surprised if they did it this year, though. I feel like that would be too fast. I mean, maybe, I yeah, maybe maybe at the last episode, but it's got to feel earned. Otherwise, it's just yeah. going to. Mm -hmm. The what's That's. I always have a problem with that. Like when you see like the, the, the like I always call it the WWE, WWF flip, you know, like yeah. when they, <laughs> when they just tell I'm a good guy now. And you know, or you go from good guy to bad guy or bad guy to good guy, like really quickly. It doesn't that you have to build that up. So I think they're doing okay. They're right now. It looks like they're, they're, they're building that the right way. And uh, it looks like that's the direction they're heading, which is, you know, what, makes sense i mean at the end of the day like uh chief and cortana need to be on the same team so uh i so i think they're going to get there all right and part two good more question, question. oh what uh just a good question more ah yeah eh, it's all right all right part two <laughs> are we shipping miranda and kai i might be wrong but that was Fuck a yeah. shared look Probably. wasn't it yeah. mm -hmm. they referred yeah, to sure. the sisters do we really want to yeah. go <laughs> I'm in Florida right now. No one cares. Oh, I mean, look, <laughs> things happen. You're in Kentucky. You don't give a shit. I'm in Kentucky. Oh, what? Not that Where fucking bad. Thank oh, you there know. we go. We just lost people. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that probably, probably. I'll just say that. Yeah. And question three: Is it true that Forebear does not have a cat? If so, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, so my roommate has a cat. Um, came with him. And uh, I am her, like, we, we refer to me as uh, her second daddy. She is the trash goblin queen, uh, Maggie. Uh, good. Maggie's, Maggie's, Maggie's a little shit. I love that cat to death, though. I've never been a cat person. Owned dogs only growing up. Uh, and a snake uh, at one point. But never, never really a cat person until I lived with a cat. Now, now dogs suck shit. Cats rule. I'm a cat person now. 100%. <laughs> Still with my dogs. I like <sighs> animals. All right. All right. Good so answer. we've got uh, Papa Awiz who's asking us things we literally just talked about. Uh, he's asking us about Cortana and Chief again. Uh, seeing as Chief Cortana, Chief continues to be standoffish towards her still at the moment, I don't think any trust bridges between him and Cortana are going to be crossed until season two. So that's yeah. Papa's take. The way the show is going story-wise, it still seems like Halsey has been in a full-blown negative light. 
and it's going to be a major catalyst for certain allegiances to shift. Chief might be almost all the way there after getting more context on this past, but so far Cortana hasn't experienced anything to make her question Halsey. He's with us. And I genuinely think episode four had that line about Miranda and Kai being like sisters plays deliberately to make it clear that there was no deeper context. It's like he read Mort's question. He probably did. It was right after it. But I could be wrong. Nowadays, most movies and shows tend to do this weird thing where two people of the same gender absolutely cannot just be close friends and associates. Eh, I mean, depends on the show. There's a lot of shows out there, man. Um, it's either complete strangers or potential love interest, which is why most of the time the storylines feel forced. And once you have stuff like that feeling forced, now you cross over into the pandering territory. I genuinely don't care if the writers go whatever routes they choose to with potential love plot lines, but I hope that this show doesn't fall into that trope of pandering. So I guess you go say if, if they if they want to have like same sex um, love stories that it feels earned. I, 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 I with any love story. I, I think that the most uh, genuinely interesting thing that they could do is let Kai f- have feelings for Miranda, and then Miranda just 100% reciprocate. <gasps> uh, looks like Soul did. Yeah. Soul exploded. Uh-oh. But I think I think oh, that that would back. be interesting <laughs> for a character like Kai who has never like felt uh, those sorts of emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I. I I know that the actress that plays Miranda is is uh, someone who identifies as other than cisgender, uh, which was super cool for me to learn the other day. I was super into that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, regardless, I'd be interested in it either way. But yeah. I think it could be super interesting for them to play Kai as like the girl who falls in love and then immediately gets her heart broken for the first time as like a 35-year-old adult super soldier. I think that that's an interesting potential storyline. 35 year old um, puberty has got to be really good. Uh, dude, rough. couldn't imagine. Well, and, she, and, they, and they are setting that up kind of well, too, in some ways, right? Yeah. So, um, and I, yeah, I, and, and that's the thing. It's like, as long as. Long, but Miranda like, and Riz run off together 100%. Right, right, like. right it, make it make sense, make the make love story make sense. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, that's all you want is just a good, good story. It doesn't matter otherwise, right? So, yeah. And, and real quick, I just want to say that I, I, it's weird to. It's weird to use the word pandering just because obviously you don't use that word anytime there's a heterosexual couple, right? So can, you know, can we just realize that representation matters and that these things happen in real life and that's a good thing, right? So um, like you guys said, as long as it's earned, who cares? Like that's, as long as it's good storytelling, that's all that matters. And love is awesome regardless of... Yeah, as long as it's not bestiality. So yeah, I think he took oh it, yeah, he it read like, shit like that. <laughs> he was trying to get it in the. He hopes it's not that it doesn't feel like they're they're forcing it that that, that they're not forcing it because there are some times where shows do that, but but I think they do that regardless of um, orientation. And there are times all the time where a love story feels really hand fisted. I mean, yeah. I, I still like don't Twilight. know how Darth Vader and. Uh, and Padme, I mean, like that. I mean, Anakin's force. Yeah, Anakin. Well, you should play whatever. if you ever play Lego Star Wars and you play Episode Two. That game lampoons them in their romance <laughs> so friggin' hard. Like it, it shits all over Jar Jar. All Episode yeah. One is them shitting on Jar Jar nonstop, and then all Episode Two is is them just making fun of that stupid, terrible romance nonstop. Maybe, maybe yeah. I mean, you, you want to talk about some stupid for, forced romance? I mean, hate that's sand. Just, <laughs> that has to be at the very top of the list. But, all right. One thing I will say is I, I do want to see um, friendships uh, more in general. I feel like there's so much potential in a relationship that's not love and that's not familial that mm. is never is very rarely like fully uh, explored. I don't have any friends and it's been fine. Manic actually make a friend. Like yeah. <laughs> still was one of the best. Kai gets him a new pig. Oh, dude! I was gonna say, like, when 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 he takes out his uh, his pellet, he's gonna see a pig and cry about it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just one little tear, and he immediately wipes it away and shoots right. the pig. And then you can slice the bacon. And then he eats it, cleans it, and is like, <laughs> "All right, we got a few more from Daniel, but not our Daniel. Daniel, contributor Daniel on the forum. Hi, all. I have one big and important question. How do you think the grunt is doing? The one that John threw the magnum at. <laughs> also, rip to the pink misty boy in the warthog. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that grunt's probably he's he's smarting. That I saw a funny thing on Reddit. Um, somebody linked. Thankfully, not the actual. It was from our Halo, but it wasn't the show discussion. It was just somebody when he hits the grunt in the head with the magnum. Uh, grunt birthday party. 
confetti hits nice. and the sound effect goes. <laughs> I, I bet you he has a big welt right now. Like he's like we got a big. He just hit himself under all the up. entrails from the uh, jackals and played dead. It's dude, such a good. Like legitimately, my favorite shot in this entire show is Chief just like like lining it up for a fraction of a second, and then it's just like doink, uh, fucking like and then and Grunt's dead. Like Grunt's dead. He just got hit with a two hundred miles an hour baseball in the in the dome. Went, ah! <laughs> we are on the very last one, I believe. Yes, we are. From my good pal and burn, burned colleague, good old Collingwood. Hello, Halo followers. If you made a game out of Halo the TV series, what kind of game would it be? GOC, still smarting from Don Cabase's burn last week. Hmm. It uh, had Mass to be Effect. a Mass Effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was no. easy. When I read that, I was like, we're all just going to say Mass Effect because we all, because Mass Effect's the best. And a Halo RPG that's like Mass Effect based More on dialogue. the show type of yeah. thing. Oh. I mean, honestly, they. Uh, this is a different show. You can make the choice uh, to just kill Quan early so you don't have to worry about her. <laughs> they need it. They should make a Mass Effect <laughs> type of game within the Halo universe, anyways. Like that probably needs to happen at some point. Like, They're going to have enough studios where they could realistically they do whatever they offshoot they want. There, there's so much lore and universe. And Once characters. they buy EA and they own Bioware, guys. Well, yeah, and and Abe can learn more of the lore without having to read. <laughs> so. I know. Well, I mean, what about what? Well, I was going to say um, I was going to say Nick, but he doesn't even watch the cutscenes, so we're never gonna know. No, you're going to make the cutscenes cut unskippable the first time you play through and force Nick oh. to play it. Oh man, I can't skip the cutscenes. What is this? Oh no, garbage? we just duct tape Nick to a chair, then we play and make him watch as we play. I, I have been reading the encyclopedia, but I think we're out of time. So about- <coughs> um, real, real quick, the kind of game, the kind of game that I need mm-hmm. to see is them to resurrect Project Hagar, which was the Megablocks game. Mm-hmm. But instead of it being based on the game's core canon, you do it on the TV show's canon. Megablocks Halo TV show, the game. <laughs> yep. Life is strange, Halo. Dating uh, sim s- with Master Chief and some ladies and guys. A survival game with Quan in the middle of a desert. I, I just get, kill myself every time. <laughs> every time. It can't be like it can't be Rust or um, Conan Exiles like though because those all start no, desert bus nude. style game. It's gotta be like and, God. Uh, Halo. Don't survive. Grounded survive giant. Halo. Don't eat. What's that game called? Halo? Survive giant. Oh, don't starve. Don't starve. There we go. <laughs> don't eat. <laughs> Do starve. All right. Is that it? That was it. That was the last question. And for the truth teller in the chat, the um, the Forge beta, if you look at the actual image, shows as uh, targeted September, but then um, season three is November 8th. So actual release of everything would be November 8th, but the Forge beta is as target September. But yeah, that is Underneath it. Underneath the narrative events image. Yep. Mm-hmm. All yep right. One more well, episode down. Exci- it's time to, to do the sign off. Uh, you know what? I, so I know you're dying. Uh, do you want, want to just hand it off to Forbear? Yes. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, hanging out with us, talking to Halo with us. Uh, Mort, it was so good to see you join us for the first time ever. Thank you so much. We hope to see you back again soon. Um, guys, what a what a great TV show, huh? TV show good. Halo, XboxArea.com. Make sure you go check out Patreon.com slash XboxArea. If you want to support us, it is definitely the best way to support us. We're working on some cool new content over there for the Patreon. So yeah, we're going to try to make it more worth it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but other than that, guys, thank you guys so very much for watching. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, our RSS feed for the website. We have some really cool stuff coming. Um, like the video, share it around with some people. Rate us on any podcast service that you use to watch the show or listen to the show, rather. Uh, it really helps us out a lot. Uh, we appreciate everyone who tuned in live we appreciate all of you listening uh in the future Ooh, maybe you know more than we do by now uh guys i'm gonna hand it off uh uh does anyone have any projects or anything like that xbox era wise that they'd like to to plug real quick uh soul take it away man where can people find you what are you working on i am working on the halo infinite review no, <laughs> but they can Not find me on uh, i believe it when i see it um I'm not working on much right now. I, I want to record a couple of videos. My voice is still shot, but uh, Jesse's working on a lot. Yeah, Jesse, what do you got going on, man? 
I'm going to play Rogue Legacy 2 and then write up the review over the weekend for uh, Closer to Launch. Then I'm going to play Loot River, which will have a review on Closer to Launch. And then I'm going to play Ayuden Chronicles Rising, which will have a review on Closer to Launch. Um, there's like flipping 30 goddamn... Th- so I thought this was going to be the dead period. It's not the dead period. Just keep an eye on XboxHour.com in the review section. Um, Jesus Christ, there are too many games coming out. Uh, Daniel, what are you working on? Where can people find you? Uh, keeping my head above water in real work right now, but uh, you can find me on the forums, usually moderating uh, Twitter at Digital Scientists without the final I. And uh, yeah, I uh, should be working on some cool stuff with uh, with some of our other Patreon-related stuff here soon. And then OBM. Oh, God, this is going to take a month to list all these podcasts. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm like Weiro's Waldo with podcasts. I just, I'll show up. Um, you know, guys, just follow me on Twitter. If I pop on a podcast, you, I'll, I'll retweet it. It's at, uh, uh, at Elon Musk on Twitter. <laughs> One man's mother. At mother, M-U-T-H-A underscore O-N-E. So follow me there. Uh, other than that, I'll be helping on the book and yeah, whatever stuff. Okay. And, uh, and I'll be... Sh- Maybe popping on what some more your your uh, drop pods uh, for me. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, head down on that. I'll probably work on another one for the season two stuff that we just got tonight, guys. You can catch me anywhere you like to stalk me. It is at Forbear P F H O R B E A R. That is Puffahor Bear. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Emphasis on the whore. Have fun. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Next time. You said good. That's my word.